1: mother is believing. At least I have a
2: husband, you know. Does anybody here believe that? Oh. Does anybody here believe that? Oh. We are from Arkansas, no. <laughs>
1: So episode 57. This makes it the Austin. Oh, that wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Austin. Oh, my you know, I've been kind of having an emotional breakdown for an hour and a half. So I think my voice bo- I think I I think Michelle's voice has to be out.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> you're a little you have a little bit of nasal irritation. Yeah, a little um, congestion. So the you have to be weirdly nasally for that. Yeah, the, I can't do voice. it. So
1: forget it. Pretend that didn't happen. I've been, we've been having a, we've been having a thing for an hour and a half. And <laughs> I'm unpacking things in my. life. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I've been unpacking childhood. We won't go there today, <laughs> but um, okay. So let's just go to orders of business, skipping over my um. My breakdowns. So no food news this week. <laughs> I'm sure the people are very disappointed. <laughs> but last week, you know, was.
0: Crispy crowns. Crispy crowns. And yep. the week
1: prior was doing the do. <laughs> no food news. so As one does. I know. It's <laughs> as people just do the doing do. Doing the do as one yeah. does. Yeah. Naturally. <laughs> so none of that this week. Um, but I did want to point out that several people brought it to our attention. I'm like, oh, yeah. Because you made the Cars reference last episode there's a pope car
0: is there really yes
1: so I'm like oh yeah that's uh, funny so I guess cars has stated their beliefs the The Duggars would be very against it
0: well they're not saying what their beliefs are they're just saying that this exists in their world
1: true I mean you could take it different ways
0: I didn't see Mac the truck wearing a wearing a like diamond cross necklace or anything, you know.
1: Praying the rosary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh what's let's see what else. Oh, um I had a realization while doing the visuals for last week's episode. Okay. So, if you remember when Lego was getting, you know, waking up in the morning, you know, being on babysitter duty, <laughs> he was still in his pajamas, right? He was still in his pajamas up to the point where Janna was showing him how to fucking parent. He was, he matches Anna's pajama mm-hmm. and Canon in her event wear pajamas, her <laughs> outfit, in that episode. Mm-hmm. He's also wearing a shirt that is black and has like the same kind of buttons. Mm-hmm. They match. So we need three bananas coming down the stairs. <laughs> Anna, Canon and Lego. So now I'm going to put up a picture of they fucking all match. <laughs> and it really proves the point of how it looks like pajamas because he's literally wearing his pajamas. <laughs> so I want to point that out. Yeah.
0: Is there even room on the stairs for 3 bananas?
1: It's a tight squeeze. <laughs> but at the at Legoland, it is a wide case staircase. <laughs> so might be room as long as they're specifically at Legoland. Right.
0: It's a tight squeeze. It's a slippery slope. Murp. Yep.
1: Um. Last thing. I want to give a little Mildred minute. <laughs> so, first of all. So, she went and got her nails clipped this week. But let me just say, first of all. So, she's on one of those plans where you. I have her on the. What is it called? Like, vaccines for life
0: plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, even if she's not due for a vaccine that year. I have to take her in every year for a well check. A wellness check, yeah. To, like, keep that up to date, right? hmm So, they've been, like, emailing me and, like, texting me that I need to do that. So, anyway, so I call to, like, set that up. And uh, I, I'm actually really regretting how many people I've referred. I love vet, <laughs> Referred way too many people to them. I'm going to say it's all me. It's not. <laughs> it's not. But they're super fucking busy now. So, yeah. it's, like getting her in it's like so far out so i was trying to get her nails clipped and her well visit all at the same time and they ended up being like oh if you want her nail because it's so far out for the well mm-hmm. visit they're like if you want her nail sooner so i ended up having to like schedule two appointments anyways i had this realization while i was going to make her appointment where i had that like sobering moment as a human where you're like that's what i sound like to other human beings
0: <laughs> okay what do you mean
1: Because they were obviously looking in her file. And if everybody remembers, the last time we took her in was because she was limping. And then that's when we found out that she had a missing a canine. And then I took her to the dentist and that turned into that whole thing. So this is like a person, (laughs) like a front desk person that's clearly just looking in her file. And she was like, how is she doing? Is she okay? And me being, (laughs) what is wrong with me? I don't know what's wrong with me. There's no context, right? This person has no idea what I'm talking about. I go, she has no teeth. <laughs> 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 and then she's all, um. And I was like, oh. And she's like, well, I'm I'm looking at her file. And the last time you had her here, she was 4 limp And I was like, oh, yeah, you don't know anything about the teeth. And I'm like, she's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh but it was just God. that moment where I was like, oh, that's what it's like.
0: Oh, man
1: dealing with me like because i'm just so fucking awkward i'm like she has no teeth <laughs> they don't know they have yeah. no she has no context mm-hmm. and i'm just like she's fine <laughs> it was terrible
0: i did it's- see a post of a a person online and posted something about how they were talking to their dad about something and then mentioned wasps
1: that's a weird wasps that's wasps. such an interesting word
0: but his dad was like, You're so random. Where did the wasps come from? And he went through his thought process and he goes, I feel like it's the ADHD process because it went. There's complete context and a roadmap in their head of where they went and that was it was me. like That's me. and it was like well this we were talking about hotels and i remember the summer that we stayed in this hotel and while they were staying at this like you know summer vacation thing um him and his brother were playing baseball and in the dugout there was some bees and then the bees um went into his shirt and stung his brother so then he was like oh i remember us having a conversation about how when bees sting they die, but wasps don't, or vice versa. Whatever it is, and then he was—he remembers him and his dad talking about like something about wasps, and that was where he came from. So it's like in his head, very that's rapidly. A d- that's there was a day a in s- my brain. Like, yeah,
1: I literally will tell Tim. Like, we'll have it'll thirty seconds will have passed, and I'll start to tell him something, and I'm like, let me tell you how I got here, <laughs>
2: because like yeah.
1: four hundred things have happened in yeah. that amount of time. Mm-hmm. But I. But I feel like I had to re- like this whole trip with Mildred, I feel like was from start to finish from the phone call to make the appointment where I'm like, she has no teeth to I, I just had moments with myself. I was so then I'm driving her there and Mildred, she quacks because, you know, she can't meow. Mm-hmm. So she quacks the entire way. If you ever want to hear her quack, I have it saved to a highlight on our Instagram under mm-hmm. podcaster. If you ever want to <laughs> hear it i'm driving her you know to the i'm doing the driving um pantomiming, pantomime right? if you yeah. if you if you can't feel mm-hmm. it right now i'm holding a wheel and i'm yep. jerking it around
0: i'm th- i'm there
1: so i'm driving mildred to the vet okay <laughs> and you ever do you ever have those moments where you hear yourself almost as like an outsider <laughs> like out of body experience where you're like you hear yourself as other people hear you yeah I'm driving, and I realized I heard myself twice during this drive. And it's only 10 minutes away. It's very close. I was very thrilled when we bought our house because we used to be like 40 minutes away from our bed. Mm -hmm. 10-minute drive. In this 10-minute drive, I heard myself twice while I was doing various turns, maneuvers, maybe going a little slower. I heard myself saying, Precious Cargo! (laughs) and like i was like the fuck am i saying but i'm like i like i feel ancient or i'm corny or all of the above but i'm literally like driving and i'm like go around precious cargo (laughs) so basically this entire vet visit was eye-opening about how the world deals with me nobody could hear me besides me in that moment but i'm still like that's me presenting myself to the world right you know what i mean
0: yeah Oh, yeah. so
1: that's enough about me it's actually talk about mildred <laughs> so tim always says oh what do you always say about mildred going to the vet and how she gets all worked up do you know what you always say
0: so she is she freaks out every time the carrier comes she quacks her way all the way over there it's she won't calm down like when we would take momo to the vet there was points where you could like open her because she has like a soft carrier so you could open the top and put your hand in there and like kind of like had her, and then she would calm down.
1: Mildred gets no comfort.
0: No. Not at all. Momo and if you was barely comforted by it, that,
1: and you could open it, and she wouldn't go fucking crazy. Mildred would jump out. Yeah. And she's not comforted. Like, even just putting your... Like, Momo was comforted by you putting your hand up against mm-hmm. the side, being able to smell it or, like, touch it. Yeah. Mildred gets no fucking comfort out of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so, we take her to this place, and then they always take her in the back... And then they come back, and she's like, she's so cute. She was so good and calm. And we're like, is this the same animal? Because you were just a lunatic for the last, like, 15 minutes. So it feels like when you're nice for strangers, and then you're kind of crazy for your parents, you know?
1: But the thing you always say is like, oh, is it so hard going and everybody loves you? Yeah.
0: Everybody compliments you. and Yeah.
1: So... Take her. This is just the nail clipping because I couldn't get into her it's way later in the month. That I'm, at the end of the month, I'll be able to take her in for her wellness check. But I take her in, take her to the back. The lady comes back with her after it's been done. And she's like, she is so sweet. <laughs> she is so cute. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, I'm glad to hear. Her. Like, whatever. And then I take her up to the front and I set her on the counter because I'm going to pay so I'm dealing with like one receptionist, right? Mm. The other two come flocking and they're standing there and like, she's so cute. Oh my <laughs> God, her whiskers. Oh, her collar. Oh, whatever. And They're like, oh, she's so sweet. And then they saw my tattoo and they're like, is that her? And I'm like, that's actually her sister before, her, you know, <laughs> so we're having this whole conversation. And so while I'm checking out, I actually end up turning the, the carrier mm. so that she's facing them so that it's like. So while I'm like running my card, I'm like, you guys can look at her better, and they're just like, oh my god, she's so <laughs> cute, we love her. So I just kept thinking of how you were like, she Aww. she puts on this whole fucking thing where she goes it, fucking crazy, she it's, quacks it's the entire be torture. way, and then she gets there, and everyone in the fucking building loves her, <laughs> and it's like must be real rough, yeah. To be fawned over, like as if we don't fawn over her enough. (laughs) She shows up there and they're like, oh my God, she's the cutest. And then I'm like, yeah, it must be terrible for you. And then she
0: screams like it's bloody murder all the way home.
1: Yeah. And so then like, like when I'm walking her back out to the car, like I pick up the carrier and I'm like looking at her and I'm like, I'm like, see, they love you. And then she's like, like the whole, like they love you.
0: You didn't call her precious cargo again?
1: I, You know, I think I only do that on the way there, to be quite honest. I think, like, I feel very, like, I got to get there on time. You know what I mean? Oh, man. So I'm like, precious cargo going on the way home. I'm like, I can take my time. But it was, like, a moment where I was just like, fuck, I am, like, that person. Like, who's, like, driving, like, slow. Because I'm like, I got my cat in the front seat. And I'm like, go around me, oh, precious man. cargo. Any whoozle.
0: <laughs> you whoozle.
1: How many minutes in are we? Jeez. It's been a night. I've had a a lot, and I've had a lot of tequila, if you can't tell. (laughs) I had an emotional breakdown. I'm breaking down my childhood. I'm drinking tequila, and then we record. It is a disaster over here. (laughs) I'll be fine, though. Okay. So, this episode. Did you have anything else of business? Nope. Okay. So, this episode is called First Grand Duggar, and it premiered October 13th of 2009, which if you remember, that's the same night as the last episode.
0: Hmm. Okay. Back to back. So, back to back specials, yes. huh?
1: Well, so last episode was a regular episode. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Right.
1: But, like you said, so this is another special. So, mm-hmm. the week before was a special, then the next week they have a special and a regular episode. Isn't that hmm. interesting? TLC does weird shit, though. Like, they really have no fucking rhyme or reason. Like, you know how we went forwards and backwards? Mm-hmm. No fucking rhyme or reason. They're a mess. And maybe it's not TLC's fault, but we know how the DVD situation is. A fucking mess. <laughs> um, side note, nobody fucking cares. But specials kind of suck for me because there's no fucking captioning. Yeah. And I love captioning for all the quotes I give and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can just, like, pause and, like... Just, like, write what's on the screen. Fucking sucks because in a special, it's double the time. And I have no fucking captioning, so Mm -hmm. nobody cares. So, the episode starts with a black screen warning. This program contains scenes of a live birth. Viewer discretion is advised. (laughs) And I had a really funny realization that day um, that I guess I read or maybe hear you know he kind of like hear things in your own head mm-hmm. the viewer discretion is advised part i hear that in the voice of the beginning of the show intervention
0: oh interesting
1: which is a man's voice and it occurred to me now like while watching this this that like that's how i hear it all the time now anytime huh. that weird i do it in that guy's voice mm-hmm. and then i also immediately hear the intervention music intro yeah <laughs> I used to watch a lot of Intervention um, and Hoarders oh my back gosh. in the day. There is nothing more motivating to get your ass up to clean your house or quicker to make you rethink these Tuesday night tequila drinks like me right now um, than those two shows, man. You want to you wanna start <laughs> yeah, rethinking yeah. some shit? Just tune into A&E for a no, night no, no, and you're man. just like, oh, fuck, go clean and dump the tequila.
0: Which is weird, too, because it started as, like, a theater channel. Like, it was A&E because it's arts and entertainment. Like, it was built to be a, like, acting show. And then you're watching... channel.
1: And then you're watching like. Chrissy spit ramen noodles on her sister on Intervention. <laughs> yeah. it's, oh it's a, It turns into a different thing. Or you're watching the lady drink Listerine and pass mm, yeah. out on the lawn. Mm-hmm. It's very different than the arts and entertainment channel.
0: Yeah, I always read the viewer discretion advised voice in my head as the guy that does the intro to Law and Order.
1: Oh, so we have different voices
0: for this? Yes.
1: Okay, interesting. Yep. Yeah. So one- you also have a voice. That's interesting. So now I wonder, what do you guys read? Viewer discretion is in, is advised, and I hear Intervention <laughs> That's a good Man. Mm-hmm. You hear Law and Order.
0: Yep. Dun dun.
1: But what's the voice for Lana? Lon- I don't like, I it's know. It's like the, the Lon- one at
0: the beginning of MCU because it's all like kind of like the sex crimes one. SVU. Where, SVU, yeah. Um, where it's like, in the New York system. The, yeah, yeah. A ter- I know like that, that guy, but that's what, the the, there.
1: there's a viewer discretion with that?
0: I feel like I've heard a voice that's similar reading it in something, and then now that's what I associate it with.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, so... I just gotta say, that first special, it didn't seem quite as special, <laughs> as far as the intro goes, at least. Yeah. The 20 years, 20 duggers, which is fucking bullshit, it's 25 <laughs> years, Um, their graphics, they, they they got a little more graphics, right? They had a
0: little more budget, yeah.
1: But this one just got a simple added picture of Pest and Anna at the very end with mm-hmm. the first Grand dugger. Yep. Not that special. Mm-mm. So I take it pests must not have called up TLC and told them that when he says special, he means special. <laughs> must not have gotten that memo.
0: Unfortunate.
1: So the episode begins with them recycling footage of them announcing that they were pregnant eight months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm sorry, expecting. It's always expecting. It's not oh, pregnant. Yeah. They also rehash how they met at the conference in Big Sandy. Pest says it was love at first sight for him, but it took a little while for her.
0: What was it where he was trying to guess her age? Is that what it was? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh. At the snack bar. It
0: was love at first guess. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I just take it as though, like, Paul Keller was clearly slacking on his end <laughs> at the start of this, right? Because we know that it's really a between the paws the <laughs> and the guy. So it's like, Paul <laughs> Keller wasn't doing his job if it took in a while it's like
0: yeah come on he should
1: have been planning that vacation that random vacation to arkansas a little bit sooner
0: yeah Yeah.
1: during this um we're getting treated to the old footage of them at abuelos where they wouldn't fucking let go of each other's hand
0: Mm, the Palma Sutra.
1: yes an underrated classic for me there's (laughs) there's a lot of things that have become iconic over the years this is one for me that i feel like people don't talk about the trip to abuelos top tier <laughs> fucking top tier
0: yeah
1: rehashing um also old footage of their engagement mm-hmm. their wedding
0: we have a return of one of our favorite side characters beard delivery beer man. man
1: beer mm-hmm. man he's you know he's an icon <laughs> um let's see um it's talking about how they saved their first kiss and the same i'm a little yoder. we've all heard we've heard yep. all of this shit before mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're into them showing footage of them at the doctor in April, and she's getting an ultrasound, and Pest, I don't know if you noticed this, Tim, Pest is once again digging in his eyes,
2: <laughs>
1: just like he was last episode every time he mentioned being tired. Yep. So now I'm going to watch this from like here on out, because I kind of feel like maybe this is a thing that now I haven't noticed until last episode. I'm like, is he okay. fucking always digging in his fucking eyes?
0: I don't think they really show him enough for that, or they don't show him specifically, like.
1: Well, now I'll be watching. <laughs> He's an eye digger.
0: Oh man.
1: He's not one of our diggers. Eye He's digging eye digger. up the diggers, yeah. Yep. Yep. You're holding a piece. Are you getting ready to?
0: I have two of them in the scene.
1: You're getting ready to cover some squares. You want to talk about it now, or are we not there yet? Keep going. To... Okay. He's like got fucking pieces on deck for his to deme- Oh, <gasps> <gasps> you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do it right now. On air, everyone can hear. Okay, it was suggested that we switch boards because you get all of the fucking bingos. <laughs> I've only gotten two. The only two <laughs> are switching boards right now before it even gets started. <laughs> See,
0: the joke that I was going to make is that I, I was going to talk shit and say that I could win regardless of what board I have. But then I thought how dumb that is because it's literally all chance because it's bingo. There's no there's no rhyme like I don't control whether I get bingo in an episode. You, you still know?
1: picked the better board, it feels. <laughs> but we are switched for today. <laughs>
0: it, it happened. Okay. The jokes on Whitney because I actually lost my board and I had to. You already yeah. know. I had to hand,
1: no. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, his, I lost
0: my board and I had to hand draw one on the fly. Yeah. This like, is gonna from take a picture a, I took. it's going
1: to take a whole thing for me to.
0: I abbreviated a little bit.
1: Yeah. I'm go- I might need some help. We might have <laughs> to pause while I'm looking. Okay. Where the fuck am I?
0: We might have to paw Keller.
1: So they asked Anna when they started talking about having kids. And she says it was definitely during their engagement and said, quote, We talked some about family, family size, that type of thing. With Joshua coming from such a large family, I think it would be easy for there to be maybe a pressure feeling that we have to have a large family. The number one goal in marriage is not to just have children. It's for two people to switching the, to draw close to God and close to each other. And so there wasn't a pressure that we have to have, you know, like 15 kids in 15 years or something like that. And then Josh says, people always ask if he's going to have 19 kids or are you going to try to outdo your parents? And then Anna said, I don't feel like I have to live up to having a child every year. She does about every one and a half, too. Okay. So, you know, she's right. It's not every year. <laughs> I mean, she's right. <laughs> I think it's more about the heart. Having a love for God and a love for children. Not trying to set a record. And then Pest says that they don't feel an obligation to have that many kids, but that they'll leave it up to God, which is, of course, what they always say. Mm -hmm. So the producers kind of call it out a bit, and they ask, what does that phrase mean to you? Mm. We're going to leave it up to God. Like, what does that mean? And then Pest, you can tell us, I don't know. See how you feel. I feel like he's kind of fumbling a little on the inside. Agree. From my perspective, because... He does that thing where you're you're kind of like buying time, like throwing buying, words out. You're, to are your thinking brain t- time exactly. to process. You're buying mm. thinking time by repeating what the other person just said. Mm. Like so, you took it that way, wasn't just me? Yeah. Okay. Because he says the phrase, I mean, and for years my parents have answered this question as we're going to leave it up to God, and so people always say, "What does that really mean?"
0: We know. Thank uh, We you, just Josh. went through that. Yeah. Um,
1: that's exactly what they just asked. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, so I actually wrote this down as dugger explaining.
0: I think that's a good, yeah.
1: Do you Did you have that?
0: I did not have that down, but I think that's a good way of putting it.
1: Okay. Because I feel like, you know, they're like, oh, this is, you know, they're dugger explaining their, their kids' situation. Their beliefs, yeah. hmm Okay, to, so which he continues now that he's bought a few seconds of like you know precious thinking time. And he <laughs> says, I think what it really means is God knows what you can handle and he's not going to give us more than we can handle. Which if you remember last week, we heard all about how Lego has said several times that God knew they needed girls on the front end to take care of all the boys in the middle. Mm-hmm. So when Pest says God won't give you more than you can handle... What he really means is the system is created so that you won't handle it all yourself. You won't have to handle it all yourself. <laughs> right, right. Because that's what big kids are for.
0: <laughs> You're creating your own workforce. Yeah.
1: So it's like, well <laughs> that's why God get you just keep having kids so then there's older kids to take care of the little kids. It's a very simple system. <laughs> yeah. That God created apparently. <laughs> and just because it's eye like I roll worthy, um, to hear now, knowing what we know now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Pest gets into a whole thing about how his faith is the core of his life.
0: Yep.
1: Okay. <laughs> Anna mentions how her sister Susanna was staying with them at the beginning of the summer. And then Susanna is showing off the room that she's staying in and says, The room is really nice. And that it's the first time she's ever had her own room and she loves it. <laughs> Which takes me back to when I got my own, my mm-hmm. own room. As an only child, you only ever had your own room. Mm-hmm. When you're like me, and you've shared your room your entire life, the moment you get your own room, fucking thrilling.
0: You felt so free, yeah.
1: True story. Several year for several years, you guys know how much I love Santa. <laughs> for several years, I asked Santa for my own room. <laughs> Because in my, I, I believe, man, I fucking, I believed, I believed, people will get, um, real snarkers will get that reference. I believe, I believe um, in Santa, and I truly believed that he could, like, if he was fucking Santa, he could do build, anything. He can fucking build me a room overnight, and mm-hmm. Santa would reply to me, like, maybe next year. So, anyways, that's my way of saying, having my own room was, like, big deal, and mm-hmm. my world all I ever fucking wanted. Mm-hmm. So... When I got my own room, it's it's the biggest fucking thrill of your life when you've always shared. So, you know, like to Susanna, this is like fucking living the high life. Oh, yeah. That summer. I mean, like she's living in the fucking pest nest. But to her, like that's like a highlight. Oh, yeah. And so I relate to her in that. And like she's mm-hmm. even like. The, so the bar is low. We get it. <laughs> but she's like, yeah, it's really nice. And it's like a ma- it's like a blow up mattress on the floor. Mm-hmm. But she's th- fucking thrilled.
0: Yeah. Good for her. Yep. It reminded me in that scene, it reminded me of a couple things. You always talked about when you were really little, or when you were little, you s- staying at one of your sister's apartments with the sister that I went to school with. So it was like the two younger girls got to go to their older sister's apartment. You just always talked about how, like, you she felt- bought us Tang. Right, like you felt so cool, <laughs> so cool. because you were like, oh, this is so like...
1: No, yeah, like I remember, so the f- little funny tidbit, she and my brother-in-law moved into a little one-bedroom townhouse mm-hmm. and then eventually moved next door to a two-bedroom that was two levels. Mm-hmm. Way many years down the road, Tim and I moved into that same complex. Mm-hmm. And lived there for how many years? Five years? Six something years? Like I don't that. know. Something like that. We lived there for a number of years before we bought our house. But it was literally in the same complex, like mm-hmm. one little like curve around over. Yep. But I remember going to stay in her apartment when she—the they had the little one bedroom. Mm-hmm. I remember we had... She made me Tang. We never had Tang. <laughs> she painted my toenails silver. Mm-hmm. She let me walk around in her shoes. <laughs> And we Big watched, in a
0: kid's world, yeah. <laughs>
1: and we watched Winnie the Pooh and I fucking lived life. <laughs> like, that. that is the cool... Like, I will say, I don't care. I feel like fundy, non-fundy, whatever. Like, because obviously they're clearly in a fundy situation. Mm. There is something so fucking cool about having adult older siblings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it doesn't even matter the situation. You feel like mm-hmm. this is the coolest fucking thing ever. Yeah.
0: What's that middle ground where like it's a surrogate adult that's younger than your parents that you can get to do fun stuff with? You know oh yeah, what I mean?
1: and it's like in that old, that same older sister that I you know in her like a little apartment and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I also stayed with her for two different summers. I mm-hmm. did it twice. So the first time was in seventh grade, and actually my mom came with, so I wasn't like fully yeah like away. But then when I was sixteen, and which was actually pivotal time it was Mm -hmm. literally probably two weeks after my dad had just left Mm -hmm. that my sister bought me a ticket and i flew out and i stayed with the summer for with her in um tennessee my brother was my brother-in-law was deployed at the time um and i like i actually already had my own room at that point by the time i was 16 but i remember the room that so i was you know blow up mattress In their computer room. But I was fucking high on life. Because (laughs) I had a TV. It was the computer room. So I could stay up late at night and watch TV. I mean, this is before smartphones. Yeah. So now it's all on your fucking phone. But back then, (laughs) to have a TV and a computer at your access in Mm -hmm. your own secluded room. Fucking.
0: (laughs) You were living the dream. Yeah,
1: living the dream. Mm -hmm. And so I could be up aiming my friend's. (laughs) at all hours of the night i could watch tv she had cable so i was like fuck
2: yes
1: (laughs) and then that was deep in my happy bunny uh notebook of tracking my calories and exercise so Mm. it was their office slash exercise room so it had the elliptical so it'd be like 1 a.m and i'd be like on the elliptical so like i was like i can exercise my calories which is totally yeah it was an unhealthy mentally point in my life Mm -hmm. but i was like i can fucking exercise i could aim my friends I could put on my cool go away message, (laughs) hop on the elliptical, and then get back to my friends when I heard it ping. Watch cable. It was I was. Oh man, it was a whole fucking thing. I was. (laughs) Yep. But you know, I'm sorry. I'm on a a total (laughs) side tangent. But like I was saying, like the cool part about having like cool like older siblings. Obviously, this was not Susanna's experience with Anna, (laughs) but. Like that summer, so I was 16 staying with my sister and she's 12 years older than me. So what does that make her? 28? Mm -hmm. I remember my sister going and buying packs of Mike's Hard Lemonades that we would sit in the backyard and drink together and like whatever. And I just feel like which was, like, to me, so cool. Like, at of 16. Yeah, like, yeah. And I'm like, now I can never drink a mic because I would have a hangover for days. Because the sugar, it's not even the alcohol, it's the sugar. When you get older, you're like, those sugary things, don't f- give me... No, 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 no. I cannot take all that sugar. I, I can take more alcohol, less sugar. Less
0: sugar. <laughs>
1: but... I just think back to... It, it's just such a testament to what you will do with your siblings and not with your children. Mm-hmm. My sister would never <laughs> buy alcohol for a 16-year-old. You know what I mean? Like yeah, now yeah. or for her own children. But it's like it, there's just this different line. Like when it's your sibling, you're like, Nyeh.
0: yeah, Yeah, like, come on. Yeah.
1: But I also felt like it was like hanging out with like a buddy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't feel like it sounds typical to be like she was mature for her age, but I was kind of an old soul. But um <laughs> But yeah, this looking like I remember telling my nieces when I was sixteen, your mom went and bought alcohol for us to drink together, and they were like, "What?" <laughs> like, you know, because it's just like mm-hmm. to them, like that's not their mom, right? Right. <laughs> so I just think that's the the kind of funny little thing that it is about having older siblings. Mm-hmm. So they asked Susanna what it's like staying with them, and she says. It's interesting sometimes, and mm. and so sometimes you're kind of just like, oh, okay, let's just leave them alone. But most of the times, it's really cool. <laughs> what are you getting at, Susanna? I know. Was that just a thing to say because you felt like you had to say something, or you got something more behind that? <laughs> I feel like it could go either way. Either
0: way, yeah. yeah. And you see that a lot when you see a lot of the family or like side people that are on this show. You can tell the ones that are. Nervous about being on TV, so they're kind of like motor mouthing. You know what I mean? They're just yeah. trying to say things to say things because they're on TV and they're nervous. Not saying they're wrong. Like, I feel like everybody has that same. I think most people would have that same reaction to being on on camera if which never is kind
1: of really why I camera. think Terry said that he liked to watch them eat <laughs> he, Oh, like, like, like I don't think he like I, I made that into a joke I don't think he really enjoys sitting there watching them eat but I just think like he was I, trying to
0: say I, something. he was just filling yeah. gaps
1: of time <laughs> yeah. so it's like I know I made that in a joke but I'm, yeah I'm like that was just one of those situations where I'm like you were just fucking saying like you were being interviewed and you just fucking said shit like, You're like you know oh, buddy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so as much as I turned that into like a fucking joke like I'm like I don't think he really actually enjoys like (laughs) intently watching them eat like being on tv and being interviewed it's a whole fucking thing like i understand we make jokes we're a fucking snark podcast but at the end of the day i get it you say fucking shit and you're just like oh wow i said i liked watching them eat like you know
0: and then for like if you're anything like us then for the next two days you're thinking about how stupid two days
1: i still (laughs) think about things from the fourth grade i'd be wrecked i could never be that's why this whole podcast is very stressful for me but but um but yeah Some, it's like
0: somebody posted that yesterday and it was it was me when I'm finally trying to be an adult and get eight hours of sleep and it's my brain and his brain is saying, Hey, remember that one time you called the teacher mom in second grade?
1: <laughs> no, that is me. And I then
0: it's him with his eyes all wide open.
1: <laughs> I think about everything. I can think back to moments in kindergarten. I can think back to moments that my brother, like with my brother in law when I was like eight where I was like, Why didn't I help him with the crock pot? Like I mean <laughs> No jo- oh, sidestep man. We watched my niece five nights a week, right? Because my, my brother-in-law went to school all day and mm-hmm. then he went, oh no, he went to work all day and then he went to school at night. Mm-hmm. My sister worked at the Clinique counter. Mm-hmm. So about five nights a week, we watched my oldest niece when she was a baby. I still, to this day, think about my brother-in-law. He picked her up like one night a week because he got out before my sister could. We had borrowed their crock pot, a very large crock pot. <laughs> And so, like everything that was her stuff for them, went on the wingback chair. Her diaper bag, anything. And so mm-hmm. on the wingback chair. And this goes to show you my my fucked up parental situation. My parents were asleep, and I was ten years old,
0: babysitting her niece,
1: waiting for my. So my parents were fucking snoozing away, snoring away, and I was ten years old, holding my niece in a in a chair in the living room, rocking her half asleep in and out waiting for them to come knock on the door at like 10 o'clock at night to hand off the baby at 10 years old to the parents while my parents are fast asleep fucked up situation a little bit of the
0: dugger uh the dug girls experience there
1: a little bit but anyways so my brother-in-law comes and picks her up and he grabs the baby he grabs the diaper thing and then i'm like oh yeah and here's this crock pot for you and i remember watching him like struggle to hold a baby <laughs> and the diaper bag and the crock pot and like watching him go out the door and being like really tired and like being like i should offer to take this crock pot to the car and i didn't do it i still think about this like to this day where i'm like why didn't i take the crock pot to the car i watched him struggle like a fucking asshole you were also. 10 but like i'm like i'm an asshole uh. take the crock pot to the fucking car
0: <laughs> so
1: anyways that's my way of telling you this goes way back i don't think about things for two days i was 10 and i'm now 33 i have spent 23 years thinking about how i didn't help the man with the crock pot
0: you know a couple things so fellow diggers out there If somebody needs help carrying a Crock-Pot... Just help them. Just do it.
1: You're going to think about it for 23 years.
0: The other thing I wanted to tell you is that you know who probably doesn't think about that? Your brother-in-law that was carrying a Crock-Pot.
1: If I brought that up to him today, he'd be like... Okay. I feel like
0: you should I feel like you should bring it up because we had this discussion. Katie. Just Katie. because he's gonna look at you and go, What are you talking about?
1: Katie, you're listening. Katie listens. Katie, play this for your dad. <laughs> Please. Play this for your dad so he can hear it. But I still think about, and it's a very specific time. He'll remember. Oh, he had the man. facial hair. He had the goatee. It's a very specific time. He wore a lot of khakis. It was <laughs> the early two thousands. It was a, it was rough for everyone.
2: Oh, but uh,
1: he looked four hundred times older than he looks now, which is amazing. He was in his twenties. What was he like? Twenty four. Mm-hmm. And now, in his mid-40s, he looks a thousand times younger than he did the time. The, you know, the early 2000s, rough for people. Rough for everybody. Rough for everybody. Very rough time. But anyways, ask him if he remembers the very ni- It was very 90s uh, Crock-Pot, too, because it was that white one that had all the flowers, and the inside was hunter green. Hunter green. Very of the time.
0: Very big in the 90s, yep.
1: I still think about not helping him with the Crock-Pot.
0: Oh, man.
1: Katie, play this for Okay, so longer
0: than two days.
1: Twenty-three years.
0: Twenty-three years. That's it.
1: Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> Where the fuck were we? Katie played the spray fast. This is
0: an any hoozle.
1: <laughs> Total any hoozle.
0: Before you uh move on while you're while you're regaining your place, we do have a couple bingo squares. A
1: couple? My god. So in the
0: beginning when they were talking about um when did you guys have the discussion about kids for Pastanana, there was a lot of adoring gazes.
1: Oh, was there? Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So we're going to fill it I don't understand gaze. your
1: board here. Where the fuck is adoring <laughs> Should gaze? Be
0: gaze or adoring? It was, I think I just put one word. So while you look for it, adoring gaze. Then they also show.
1: <laughs> adoring gaze. I never thought about how, like, Arthur, <laughs> you're, you're a bingo square?
0: <laughs> That's very funny. I'm my little Arthur. Um, the second bingo square is. Uh, they show a clip of Pest working at the car lot, and they show a phone belt clip.
1: Okay. Was this new? This is where I got a little...
0: It was um, it was him not- putting a vehicle I've never seen on a tow truck.
1: Okay. So I'll go with that, because I think a lot of where I wrote squares in is because the the beginning parts was a lot of old footage. I don't mm-hmm. consider old footage square worthy. Right. So what you're telling me was new footage. Yeah. And wait, what am I looking for again? Phone
0: belt clip.
1: Okay, so I have it later.
0: I do want to point out that both of these boards were completely randomly drawn.
1: I just want to point out that I already have three in a row, so... Good. Something about this board. (laughs) So now we're basically following them for a typical day, so to speak. So they're arriving at the car lot, and Susanna is with them. Makes me wonder if... It's just, just a random thought. Like, she could be going because they're filming, mm-hmm. whatever. But it also made me go, like, is she ever allowed to be left alone? You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. And how old is she?
1: Late is teens. She... Like, you oh, know. Okay. Like, yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. She's a couple of years younger than Anna. So if Anna's 20 at the time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: 18 maybe. So it's not like she's, yeah. like,
0: 13 or anything.
1: No, no, yeah. So... Pest says at the beginning of the summer, the car lot was really slow, and he was wondering if they were going to make it, and that he was actually having to pull out of their savings to subsidize the business.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, it makes me really wonder what their business volume is like. Like, there, there's been several different car lots over the years, and I just wonder what the volume of, like, any and all of them were.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then a few minutes later, there's a pop-up that says on the screen that he has to sell six cars a month or so, or uh, six cars a month, or be at risk of losing the business. Mm-hmm. But still, that's kind of like a minimum needed to sell. Right. I wonder what the average sales were. And he mm-hmm. says six, but I'm like, you sell them all at different like profit margins. Right. So it's like, what does that really mean? I don't know. I'm just. Were they always squeaking by around that like six or was it usually a lot more? I'm just very curious. Right. Oh, this is where I wrote cell phone belt clip. That's fine. We already got him. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I feel so- like it depends. Like the, the economy of where he's doing this business is also important because I, I feel like it's in a small town. In a small town where, because most of the people that are going there know who he is and his family, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they showed that clip before where it was somebody that knew him from high school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, it's like you're in a small town. Well, not town. high school.
1: He didn't go to high school, but. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um. So, that's just an interesting thing there where it's not like, oh, you own, like, he keeps talking about how he's, he trades for vehicles to see if he could sell these or, you know. So, I don't know. I just, I thought the economy of it is interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. So Anna is saying how she's nervous due to the slowness, or she was due to the slowness. But Josh was always optimistic, and that when she's worried about money, he says, "Oh, it's okay. We have a great inventory." And I think it's really funny because the, as that voiceover from Anna saying that is playing about you know great inventory,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Josh, he's Josh is unloading a piece of shit car off the tow truck. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah like piece of shit. And I'm like, great inventory. <laughs> like I was like, oh TLC timed that uh they did that real good. <laughs> Original snarkers they say. <laughs> so a family comes in to look for a college car for their daughter and they show Anna sort of taking the reins as far as showing them a car mm-hmm. like the car goes. And she talks about learning to be salesman and she talks about being it being harder talking to strangers when quote you're still learning the difference between automatic and standard and those types of things then it can be pretty difficult <laughs> bad example anna
0: yeah not not great
1: arguably one of the easiest things to learn <laughs> about a car <laughs> Like, uh, it's not like, like you have to, like, be able to describe a lot about, like, a different engine or something. It's like, do you have a shifty dealie or not? That's the extent of it. Like, no? Cool. It's it's automatic. Like, it's not that complicated. Yeah. Oh, but, you know. Oh. When you're still trying to learn the difference. <laughs> oh, it's that those wisdom booklets didn't have a.
0: There was no mechanics section. <laughs> Yeah. That's where it they was pre-med wrong. and pre-law. They didn't but teach you, you to be pre-mechanics. <laughs> pre-mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. It was no pre-mech in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> pre-med, but no pre-mech. <laughs> oh, man. So if I haven't stated this clearly, they're working through Anna's pregnancy via these clips.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and um, Usually starting each segment with her stating how far along she is. So now it's July, and she's 29 weeks along. And they're getting ready to head to another Bradley class, which they've been going to for the last 10 weeks now. Mm-hmm. They were in the car and ready to go when Anna suddenly remembers that they need to print off their homework that was actually from four classes ago. <laughs> so I definitely think that they lack some diligence, if you <laughs> ask me. Sure seems like it. Doesn't sound very diligent at all. No. So it's twenty minutes until the class is set to begin, and Pest can't get it pulled up or something, saying that his computer is being slow for being some slow. reason. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. For some, did did your eyebrows go up? Some yeah. reason. Some reason. It's just man.
1: Perhaps some downloads oh, or something. Man. And to be clear, I'm not making light of CSAM downloads no. necessarily. I'm talking about this was like. The heyday of like I just think back. This is like LimeWire days, <laughs> and where yeah. like you would uh you know it, it took t- a day to download one song. So like I'm thinking about him just downloading like regular porn at this time, and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, is your computer slow from all these like uh downloads? Possibly, Down- yeah, maybe,
0: yeah, real rough. Knowing that they found all that stuff at his like work computer, you know,
1: was he at a. Is he on Limewire or is he streaming on Ask Jolene? Do you remember Ask Jolene? (laughs) Yes. Isn't that like a take you back in time via porn? (laughs)
0: Such a weird era of a weird era of computer. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yep. Um Mm. when they were does this count as Duggar time?
1: I feel like it could. Like I didn't mention I didn't actually write that in my notes, but I feel like it could. I feel like it could because it's like Mm -hmm. he's the one that's yeah.
0: Yeah. And we actually had some good comments last week that was like it's always it always seems like it's Lego. So technically is it Dugger time or is it Lego hair time?
2: Yeah, right. It's pretty
0: valid. Like that is definitely a valid cuz but think about it, you're in an arena where Canon can't tell him anything. You yeah. know what I mean? So even if she is worried about the time, she has to tread carefully since he's the head ship. Yep. Yep. And then the only other thing I had is as they were getting ready, uh, they did show pest spraying hairspray.
1: See, I didn't catch this. Yeah. Okay, well then we'll mm-hmm. mark it because it's hairspray, but it's just from a dugger we weren't expecting. Yep. Wild.
0: Look at you. I'm giving you more wow. bingo spaces on the good card.
1: Yep. I mean I'm on <laughs> another three across. This is the board. Do you have what do you have?
0: Um, I have one. Actually, two lines. You also of have three. two
1: three, so we're mm-hmm. actually even right now. Hmm, it's a good episode, interesting. But back to the whole timing thing and the you know suspiciously uh, mm-hmm. slow slow computer. Computers. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you know Limewire, Astroly, you know, you you know Pornhub. Take your <laughs> take your pick. But um, Anna looks like she's dying inside mm-hmm. because of their 100%. timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not nearly as bad to be clear, as the previous episode where she they were like super late for the doctor and she was like coming out of her fucking skin. Mm-hmm. She was, I mean, that was dying. That was rough. But you can still see that she's stressed. Um, and she ends up suggesting that they email it to Miss Teresa and then yes. they head out. Mm-hmm. So once at the class, we get to hear from Miss Teresa again, the mm-hmm. same teacher that Canon and Lego went to before. Only this time, she gives sort of the history or basics behind the Bradley classes, rather than the murmuring of cervical softening, like she did before.
0: That is a throwback.
1: Yeah. We're all grateful that that's not the direction. We're past that point in our lives. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, Teresa, she gets a little savage. (laughs) Referencing Anna, she says, she looks amazing being pregnant. It's agreed with her. Josh, he's kind of gained a little weight along with Anna, and looking the dad part.
0: Damn, yeah. Roasted, yes.
1: Fucking covered in olive oil, <laughs> put him in an oven, roasted.
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah, that seemed like weirdly catty. <laughs> yeah, it
1: was. Uh. Looking the dad part, and I was like, oof.
0: Man, when when the last time we saw her, she was talking about how Lego hair is a cut up.
1: Yeah. The oh, class
0: yeah. cut up over here. Yep. I guess the apple does fall fall from <laughs> the tree.
1: Um it's way down the road, but I cannot wait to do a deep dive on her family. A what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oof. A dig on her family. Okay. <laughs> it's down the road though. For reasons, for specific reasons I'm doing it later. Okay. But um anyways, we're all grateful to not hear about cervical softening um you know it's actually not i don't even mind talking about cervical softening it was the it was the whispery
0: the breathiness yes it It was the
1: nature in which i'm not like grossed out by like bodily i you know fucking cervixes they soften what what the (laughs) fuck ever they shed they soften they do things right we all have bodies and bodies do things it was the murmuring
0: (laughs) you know how we feel about murmuring
1: not good (laughs) So in a talking head, they tell Anna that Teresa said that, and Anna kind of clenches her teeth and smiles mm. and says, yeah, we both have. Um, he's still really cute. Yep. I'm convinced. <laughs> Are you convinced?
0: Absolutely.
1: Then Pest jinxes <laughs> his future self by saying, the only problem is Anna's going to drop, you know, all that weight. And then I'm going to be, like, stuck with this for, like, you know, I don't know, hopefully not for life. (laughs) Jinxed. Yep. That's why you don't say these things out loud. (laughs) Just don't even acknowledge it. Just move on. (laughs) Now they're on to the part where they're actually doing the exercises in the class. And what I see is a whole lot of Satanism.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm glad you're going to bring this up. I know where you're going
1: because, as we learned last week,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because Anna's basically doing cat cow
0: mm-hmm.
1: yoga stretch. Yep. So any minute now, Anna should be possessed by a demon, indoctrinated for Satan's glory, and mm-hmm. then destroyed. As we, you know, as we learned. Yeah. I mean, as,
0: I mean, yeah. I yoga. mean, duh. Hmm.
1: I really hope she was at least breathing shallow during this (laughs) so she doesn't get like the double whammy of possession yeah Yeah, you know Mm -hmm. you don't want to like via the poses and the deep breathing yeah you know that would be a tragedy we you know you don't need the double whammy of satan (laughs) then they ask anna are the positions you have to get into for some of these exercises a little awkward to which she replies oh yes a lot of the positions that you practice or whatever in the Bradley classes are positions that you'd only want to be in in labor because they're not comfortable. <laughs> Meanwhile, they show her in Satan's pose while she's saying this. <laughs> um, But I, I think it's Satan's pose for a couple of reasons, actually. Not just the yoga-ishness, you know, like the Eastern.
0: Oh, okay. The worldly.
1: Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but also because she's on all fours. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that's generally allowed in their circles. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you think so? I'm thinking no.
0: It's it's uh, non-verbally frowned upon. Yeah. You know?
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Pess says the Bradley classes enforce the idea that parents are parents from the start. Which either that means that... Um, they aren't paying attention, or that's not what the that's not what's happening in these classes, <laughs> because we know that both he and Lego took these classes, and neither of them parents. So <laughs> uh, I'm not convinced.
0: Yeah. At least one of them is babysitting.
1: True. <laughs> you know, babysitting your own children. You know.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: Now it's September and it's the day of Anna's baby shower. So the Doug girls and Michelle are preparing for it. And the shower is pink and lime green in color scheme, which not only takes me straight back to just like that period of time Mm -hmm. in general. Where does it take you back to, Tim?
0: What, the watermelon aesthetic?
1: My bedroom.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> my teenage bedroom. Yeah. So, like mentioned earlier, I finally got my own room when I was a teen. And mm-hmm. it was very interesting because my parents actually let me decorate it, which was crazy. Like, we didn't... Mm-hmm. Like, our house wasn't decorated. So, just, like, the idea of being able to, like, come up with a scheme. Right. And decorate and paint, nonetheless, was fucking mm-hmm. crazy. Um, We never painted anything. And my dad actually took me to... Like Home Depot and let me pick out paint and stuff, and I picked out literally Pepto Bismol pink,
2: <laughs>
1: and that's how it stayed mm-hmm. for years until the point where I met Tim, and I mean my room was so my room was still that way, mm-hmm. and Tim moved in with me, my sister, and my mom, which I actually kind of crack up because my mom has now several times said uh, via you know in reference to you moving in my mom has said a couple times now i thought that was very liberal of me (laughs) so so tim moved in and um yeah my bedroom was still like that and so Mm -hmm. for a few years tim lived in a pepto pink room yeah and we do you remember before we got your like queen mattress brought Mm -hmm. over tim and i tim how tall are you six foot Tim and I were both sleeping in my twin bed yeah. in my hot pink bedroom. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh man, what a time! It was like you couldn't tr- you couldn't roll. You flipped.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: You like hung on to the other person <laughs> while you like, then... or like the bar of the bed because yep. I had a day yep. bed. Oh my mm-hmm. god, takes you back. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Oh, and then so because my room was pink and lime green. The lime green came in the form of furniture. Furniture. Which um oh man side story i'm sorry guys here we go there's no dig today there's time for this right when there's no dig. so the lime green was in the form of furniture and so side story about my dad my dad was fucking okay my family's fucking weird my family's fucked up it's part of the reason why i was having a breakdown before the beginning of this episode my dad would take vacation from work and not tell us so weird odd. right like can you imagine it's can so you odd. imagine a world like my dad would literally so we had one car for many years and there ended up being time like so because of having one car and we went to school and my mom worked at my school like 30 35 minutes away from our house and then my dad's work was also about that far but in a different kind of like direction
2: mm-hmm.
1: we had one car so there was like a whole system of like dropping off one and then going to the other mm-hmm For a while, the system was going to drop me, like, drop my dad off. And, then, like, my dad always drove, like, the way there. Mm -hmm. We'd get to my dad's work, and then they'd switch. We'd drop off my dad, and then my mom would drive us to school. It eventually flipped to where my dad took us first, and then he went to work. But at Mm -hmm. this point in time that I'm talking about, we would go to my dad's, dad's work first. But he would drive there. When, I remember him not going to his work and just, like, getting to our school and my mom's work. Mm. And we were like, why are we here first? And he was like, oh, I took the week off. And, like, that's how you found out. <laughs> Isn't so that fucking wild. weird?
0: It's my so wild. My family was fucked
1: up. So... Like, on what planet, Tim? Can you imagine me, like, taking a week off work when I worked a regular job? Can you imagine me taking a week off work and then you just finding out because, like, I didn't go to work that day? And I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way, I took a week off. Like, it's fucking weird, right?
0: Yeah, it's odd.
1: My family's fucked up. So, anyways, my dad would do this shit where he would take time off work and he wouldn't know until suddenly he, like, just didn't leave. <laughs> or, like, mm. just, like, weird shit. So, anyways, so it was one of these random weeks off. And I remember getting home from school, this was in high school, and I remember getting home from school and my dad was sitting in the rocker, um, dad dozing, you know, the dad doze. Love it. He was doing the dad doze and he was wearing like his work clothes. And when I say work clothes, I mean like the working in the garage or doing the yard work type clothes, mm-hmm. like your like grubbies, yeah. basically. Yeah. So my dad's wearing his grubbies and he's dad dozing in the rocker. And I walk over there and his fucking nose hairs are lime green. And I was like, the fuck is up with your nose? I didn't say that because he would have thrown a fucking <laughs> conniption. But I'm like, what is going on with your nose? And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, your nose, your nose hairs are lime green. And then he started laughing and then he took me into the gro- Probably one of the, f- I know I talk a lot of shit about my dad. Over the course of 16, 19, 19 years before I cut him off, handful of positive memories, right? mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I'd say a handful over the course of 19 years, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not enough. Yeah. But this is one of those positive memories. So we'd gotten free furniture from my uncle. He, like, brought us, like, he was a trucker. He brought it and he dropped it off. Mm-hmm. So it was in our garage for a long time. Very 80s. It's, like, ribbed.
2: Mm-hmm. Which yep. is, like,
1: the, the epitome of 80s. Mm-hmm. It sat in the garage for a long time, and on my dad's time off while I was at school, he was spray painting them lime green for my room. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. They were in the garage, and he was going to try to surprise me with them, but I fucking saw his lime green <laughs> nose hairs <laughs> because he didn't been inhaling right. lime green paint. Anyway, so it's just kind of a funny story. To this day, I still have that furniture. It's in Tim and I's walk-in closet mm-hmm. for my dresser. Yep. <laughs>
0: They live on.
1: Yes, they do. But um, So, yeah, that was like lime green and pink, so of the era. <laughs> so the fact that that was Anna's mm-hmm. baby shower, I think, is hilarious.
0: It is great, yeah. But, and also, we'll get to a point, but uh, one of Anna's sister's hair is very oh, yeah, much yeah, of yes. the era as well. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm sorry. I'm stuck on this. Can you imagine not telling each other that we took off a week from work?
0: It seems weird. It would never
1: happen. But do you know, do you know what the difference is? We like each other.
0: <laughs> yeah, That's key. <laughs> yeah, very. There's just like a, there's like a, such a separation from, like, I have any duty to these people to, to communicate what's going on or plan or, you know what I mean? Just, Everything was just so separate with them. It's
1: fucking weird. <laughs> okay, so the theme is pink and lime green and mm-hmm. they're painting a paper banner
0: canon loves a banner that
1: bitch loves a banner she (laughs) fucking loves it and you know we've seen them where she does it every year for christmas because Mm -hmm. of jesus's birthday but apparently it's not just jesus's birthday yep equal opportunity over here it's for everyone yep so she's painting a banner for Mackenzie renee (laughs) um then all of a sudden you hear mama Jana say Mm -hmm. oh johanna faith did you get permission to open that and our girl is sitting on the table opening a can of cashews Mm -hmm. cashews no less
0: (laughs) she really is your girl i
1: yeah i mean i just talked in the last special about picking the cashews out of the peanuts um but no need here they're really sprung for the good stuff for their first grandchild and they got straight cashews planters brand no less
0: damn name brand huh? there's
1: this was no local retailer this was planters that was that defrauding peanut
0: mm -hmm. on the
1: front and everything um can't buy
0: you can't buy those used
1: (laughs) nope um a used like peanut would be like uh like people spit it out of the shells like they (laughs) nod it and spit it out jason nod on it a little bit (laughs)
0: yeah
1: i really do i love a cashew though man it's good nut
0: it's a legume.
1: It's a good legume. There you go. So Justin, he's a little salty,
0: <laughs> much
1: like the <laughs> cashews, because he says that baby showers are for girls, and he mm-hmm. has major stink face oh, while yeah. he's saying it. Mm-hmm. But then he says, "But they get all the candy," <laughs> and Gianna is like, "I don't know that we're going to be eating that much candy." <laughs> Kind of funny. So they ask Lego what he's going to do with all the little boys during the shower, and he says he doesn't know yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe find a local restaurant to bankrupt or something like that. (laughs) I translated that up front for you all, but what he actually said was maybe he'd find a place where kids eat free. Yep. But I feel like, you know, kids eat free, bankrupt a small local business. One in the same. Yeah. It's the same thing. I translated
0: tomato tomato
1: yeah exactly and as much as justin was talking mad shit earlier about baby showers being like you know girl stuff Mm
2: -hmm.
1: homeboy is actually very eager to help with the decorations helping jill make centerpieces Mm -hmm. so you know justin's he's a little all over the place
0: (laughs) he's sending me some mixed signals over here buddy
1: but it's like the most we've seen from justin really Mm -hmm. to be quite honest yeah But um, when Ginger Ginger breaks out the candy to start filling, like, baby bottles with, he is salty all over again. (laughs) And, you know, he's really riding the roller coaster of emotions when it comes to this baby shower. Mm -hmm. Because he was just like, you got the candy? Like, he's (laughs) very upset. So, first we get an appearance from Anna's sister, Esther, Mm -hmm. whose sad marriage situation we covered um
2: mm-hmm.
1: in a then deep dive at the time and so she got in the day before but now they're headed to the airport to pick up anna's mom susan her mom susanna and her sister rebecca
2: mm-hmm.
1: a few, we- few weeks prior pest apparently traded someone for a limo mm-hmm. that's um so he says definitely makes for a nice outing when you're going to pick up somebody from the airport so i hope they enjoy it
0: now, do you feel like this was past, gone past, because he was kind of like giving himself Peacocking like a backdoor, yeah, giving himself a backdoor yeah. compliment, yeah? Or do you feel like this was just him trying to fill time with something to say?
1: Um, I think he was trying to look like a huge showboating for his in-laws. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Because you see it too, if you go way back, where it was like when you remember when he was describing the SUV that they were going to be driving in. Oh yeah, and like it was all the features that they the, had. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then you know we talk about how they wear like the Our Apostle shirts. Like he'll he'll show up in like brand name clothes, you know.
1: Yep. Yeah. He actually wears the actual Aeropostale. Yeah. Where his brothers have to wear the Our Apostle. <laughs> so are you?
0: I think that's passcom pass. Okay, I have peacock. it later
1: for a specific one. But I'll do it. dude, your your board is all bent up so it keeps moving my markers. And now I've no idea what the fuck's going on.
0: See? You you like to think that was the easy board to use, but you no, know, but it because had its you, own it had its own unique challenges.
1: It's um because you had to like make it and now it's all fucked up. <laughs> Anyways, now I don't know if I'm really gonna get a bingo because all my <laughs> markers keep moving. Who's gonna know? God Okay, so Susanna, this is what you were referring to earlier, she now has a sassy little haircut since mm-hmm. the last time we saw her. Previously, she always had the very on-brand IBLP crunchy curls, <laughs> but now she's got a sassy little chip-choppy kind of haircut.
0: <laughs> chip-choppy? Yeah. Okay.
1: Like You were saying very of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. A little chip-choppy little thing going there. <laughs> Then Rebecca, ex-wife of Josh McDonald, who we also did a then deep dive on, um, if you remember Rebecca, she was the ringleader of ringlets at Anna's mm. wedding.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: she had ringlets Shirley Temple would be envious of.
2: <laughs> and she
1: was also curling other girls' hair. Mm-hmm. But if you notice, today she has a very straight hairdo. Yep. So I was like, oh, girls got range, you know? <laughs> she can do... She can do a fucking tight-ass ringlet, and then she can go flat as a board. That is range. <laughs> so Anna says how they were really, all of them were really close growing up and slept in the same room, but all live apart because of three of them being married mm-hmm. now. And I don't know why it struck, stuck out to me so much, but during this voiceover, they're showing all of just, like, talking and stuff with, like, the voiceover, like, going at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you see Anna and Susanna give each other a high five and laugh. And it just kind of, like, hit me where I'm just like, it's just kind of nice to see, like, a funny, playful side mm-hmm. with a sibling. Because I don't feel like we see that often with the older kids in the show up to this point.
0: Mm-mm. Like Because you they're see, having to work.
1: Yeah, you don't see, like, playfulness <laughs> and just, like, yeah. you know, with each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just kind of stuck out for some reason. Yeah. And Anna is... She's doing like an in scene interview, telling the and she's telling the camera, "It's great," which I can pretty safely assume it's in response <laughs> to some sort of question like, "How is it like having all your sisters here?" You know, like something like that. And um, Susanna jumps in and says, "Especially to have me because I'm her favorite."
0: <laughs> that felt like a very sister <laughs> moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. So kind of like we've mentioned before, Susanna definitely has a lot more personality than we see in a lot of IBLP girls, which we will discuss in the future. But again, this, I think, just kind of illustrates the closeness that she and Anna had at this point in time. Correct. So back at Legoland, they continue to prepare for the shower and their friend Linda Denzer is there helping with the food. Mm -hmm. Did you recognize her? I did not. So she's the one that brought them dinner that one night. I can't remember if it was like when grandpa died or if it was for something else. Mm-hmm. But she was, they were the ones that brought, Um, I remember it's very specifically because <laughs> they were the ones that brought the taco bar.
2: Oh, So I remember okay. being
1: like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I mean, like bringing a taco bar for that many people fucking labor of love because taco bars are a fucking pain in the ass
0: and we had that discussion in that episode about how hard it is to cater just because there's so many individual items you need
1: things Mm -hmm. so they were the ones that brought the taco meal before
0: okay
1: um so she's clearly kind of like that family friend that likes to help especially in the area of food which is a very sweet thing i don't know i think that food is a very loving love language you know mm-hmm. or whatever so she's obviously that person that likes to give of in the form of food mm-hmm. um so very sweet of her and she's doing queso and spinach, spinach dip. dip and chips and mm-hmm. stuff yeah so i think we get a joseph speaks square yes.
0: it was i saw his, i read his name on the bottom like placard and i was like no way he never says anything yeah
1: he sure did. Um,
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. He didn't say much. Yeah, it's not. And it wasn't of consequence. It, yeah, it's
1: not of anything really. No, it was just like him looking at his watch and them being like, you guys haven't basically like you guys haven't left yet. He's like, well, it's an hour till the shower. It's just why they haven't left with all of the boys yet, basically. Yeah. Um, and just kind of a side note. I have never in my life been to a nighttime baby shower. <laughs> not saying there's anything wrong with it it's not mm-hmm. a judgment it is merely a observation mm-hmm. um because they're not starting it until fucking 7 p.m yeah, i have crazy. never been to a nighttime baby shower <laughs> And it's, it's like by 7 p.m i want to either be winding the fuck down like i want my day to be fucking like almost over I want to be in a fucking cave in my pajamas on my couch, watching TV, which they don't do. <laughs> I'd, but then they, but then that would also mean I'd have to be wearing like a polo and a jean skirt. Oh, no that's thank true. You. That doesn't no, sound super no comfy. No, thank you.
0: Maybe that's why their ideas of baby showers are very different.
1: V- Maybe, but it's like I either want to be winding down by seven p.m. or like I want to be raging a bit harder than like a Duggar baby affair can <laughs> offer. You know, like clearly there are no cocktails. <laughs> at this event of course so i don't know i just feel like this is asking a lot 7 p.m is a very like it's got to go one way or the other this is no 11 a.m 1 p.m 2 p.m situation right but i mean i'm not their demographic so this is not an issue i'm just spewing bullshit at this <laughs> point but 7 p.m baby shower. weird to never think. fucking heard of that yeah. in my life it weird. is a daytime act in my world it is a daytime activity
0: yeah mm-hmm. we had two of them at the restaurant I work at now on Saturday. Daytime? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. See, exactly. Yeah. Daytime. Yeah. It's a daytime activity. Yeah, they
0: were like 2 o'clock. It Bachelorette was parties. Late brunch. Like, yeah. I'm
1: surprised they allow it because they'd be like, oh, you know, nighttime is like <laughs> Satan's time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: After dark, that is... It's like my mom who's like, nothing good happens past midnight. Um, I mean, does anything good pass, happen past 6 p.m. if you're a fundie? <laughs> if my mom's marker was midnight, 6 p.m. is like...
0: Oh, yeah. That's the hard cutoff.
1: So, like, what the fuck are they doing at 7 p.m.? <laughs> There's darkness. You know what kind of things you can hide in the darkness?
0: Well, that's why they don't have any of the men there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's dangerous. Anyways, so here's where I have a question mark square. Okay. I'm on the fence. Squispers.
0: Mm. So when they were trying to... This was after the kids ate, right? Yes. Or, yeah. So after the kids ate, and then, but they
1: haven't left yet with correct Lego,
0: and all the kids were just kind of running amok.
1: Yes, and
0: you we get to see Jill mom during the scene.
1: Yeah, it's like and she's like Jennifer, like you know, like yeah. kind of like whatever.
0: I feel like we've slowly seen more. Like last episode, we saw Jessa. With no audio, but, like, doing, like, the, hey, I'm talking to you, kid, kind of, you know, yeah. stern talking to. And so it was interesting to see Jill momming.
1: But I say squisper. I don't know if you, but it was because of Cannon talking to Jackson. Yep. I agree with that. and Because it has the energy, but it's not actually, like, I usually say that the squisper is when she does, like, cheek to forehead. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, kind of, like, doing that smush. So she's not doing that, and the volume is not quite as low as I would like for it to be a very official Squisper. Right. But it's got Squisper energy, so I'm on the fence. You think so? I think it counts. Because there's times where I feel like she's correcting in past episodes, but I do not at all. I don't think it's just an idea of straight correction. Agree. I think this is... It's kind of the equivalent
0: gray- of somebody, like, talking through their teeth.
1: I feel like this is a gray area because it's not full-blown squisper where you're like, oh, it's very obvious. But it's also just not like your run-of-the-mill mm-hmm. correction. Correct. So this was kind of a gray area, sure. but we're... Con- <laughs> correction. Murp. Mm-hmm. Funny. But you, you count it. Yeah. I okay. would count it, yeah. Okay.
0: Because it goes beyond the I'm kind of lightly... Correcting. Correcting my child, like you said. It's a little bit more... I, I said it earlier, like, it's kind of like you're talking through your teeth to your kids, where they, like, they need to know you're fucking serious. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was that energy, yeah.
1: Uh, all my mom had to do was, like, move her lips <laughs> to expose her teeth, and I was like, oh, okay, got it. Like, you know, like, you're like, fucking, I I get it.
0: Yeah. I don't know if, did you write anything down about the oddly verbose banner? Oh, go ahead. I mean, do you have something in there? No, not anything. Okay, so there was a point where they were writing the banner, which had uh, the child's name. And then later on, they're passing by. And maybe this is just me remembering it later. But I could have swore it was so much more wordy than it needed to be. Like, it should have been, like, welcome, Mackenzie, or happy birthday. It's welcome,
1: Mackenzie, Renee, um, we're so it's something about like we're so excited for you to arrive or something like that yeah something like that
0: really verbose for the fact that it's a banner like you just need to say welcome in the kid's name and maybe the date like it and, just
1: well it, like later on canon's like we're running we're behind watching. maybe she's and she even specifically says we still have to finish the banner maybe if your banner wasn't like fucking two <laughs> paragraphs of long. a novel yeah, exactly
0: and it reminded me of futurama because there's an episode where Bender the robot is on stuck in a deserted island, and with rocks, you see him like putting him in the sand to form a word to see if somebody could to, could rescue him. And when he goes to, com- they show him close. And when he goes to complete the P, he ran out of rocks, and he goes, "Damn, one rock short of being rescued." And then when the camera pans back up. What he wrote was, in rocks, on a deserted island, to whom it may concern, I, Bender, bid you hello. You don't know me, though you may have heard of me, but that's not the point. Long story short, I need help. And then the P is unfinished, and he's like, one
1: (laughs) rock short of being saved. Meanwhile, he wrote a fucking novel. Yeah. That is funny. Oh, funny shit um so my next i actually have another rapid fire square okay so this is when i i do officially put boob past a parent
0: Mm. yeah i think
1: because um and rapid fire right after that tight lip block
0: tight lip cool yep
1: yeah because where oh there it is so because it's all in one scene mm-hmm. because he's finally leaving with the boys right so, Which
0: they still never tell you where he where went. they go. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: still a big fucking mystery. Yep. I mean, did he put somebody out of business? Did they go to a park? What did they? <laughs> what What did they do? Did they? <laughs> but uh, he does have to throw in, as he's saying goodbye, oh, a part oh. where he says, "It's uh, too feminine around here. Too
0: feminine in here. Yep. Fuck yep. off. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh... the women
1: are how your entire life." Afford you a life, you fucking asshole. (laughs) All those women are the reason why you live like a fucking king. Yep. That your children are taken care of. That you can have sex with your wife when the fuck ever. (laughs) But, you know, it's too feminine around here, you fucking asshole. There's
0: pink around.
1: Oh, it's too feminine.
0: There's a person at work, and I'll tell you who it is offline. (laughs) Um, There was a person at work when Barbenheimer was going around. That we were all we were all kind of talking about it. Like, are, do you want to see both? Are you going to see both? Um, and I remember overhearing the conversation. And a lot of my a lot of my cooks are younger. They're in their twenties. You know, like their are mid mid twenties is kind of like a good chunk of my line level employees. But I overheard a conversation where somebody was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go see Barbie." And then what made me feel good is that most of the other cooks that he was talking to were like. Dude, it looks really funny. Like, he was saying it like, I'm a guy and I'm going to go see Barbie. <laughs> yeah. okay. And then everybody else that I've talked to there, I was like, yo, me and my wife saw Barbie and they were like,
1: me too. <laughs> I love it. Have you seen all the articles that are like, um, Barbie is making people evaluate their relationships and like women are like breaking up with their, like because they realize, <laughs> oh no, I deserve better. Yeah. And But no, like there's this whole thing where people are like, um a big (laughs) like red or green flag right now is like ask your partner to go see it with you and depending on their reaction they're like you can be like nope
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i thought it was um because it's really hard to support a family on the the money that you make from beach yeah yeah Yeah, it's hard to support a family on that beach
1: is a tough career man you You gotta
0: do it for the love
1: yeah it is not about (laughs) the money and that is our go to thing for we were just saying before we started, like something about like what would Mildred's what were we saying?
0: It was like her resume, like what would it be and and I was like, Oh, it would be like beach and you were like, Yeah No her, no, I
1: said it would be cute and I was like
0: Yeah it's like be yeah. it's
1: like Ken with Beach. Mm-hmm. Mildred would be like I cute. Yeah. <laughs> Ken yeah. Beaches. <laughs> Mildred cutes. That's her role in life.
0: Oh man
1: any hoozle hey. so on the w- so the guys are finally getting ready to leave. We don't know <laughs> what the fuck they're doing, but it's just too feminine around. So they they got to <laughs> go. God. Okay. And Jason was pilfering on his way out the door.
0: Oh, juicy. you see and before he grabbed off the table he also had a handful that he shoved in his pocket,
1: oh, yeah. like they, they had candy scattered <laughs> on the table, yeah, um, like kind of like part of like centerpiece type mm-hmm. things, just like scattered. And he, that fucking he was grabbing oh, as much as he could and not just shoving it in his he's shoving it in his pockets and his mouth,
0: yep. Lucy, Lucy on on the manufacturing yes, line. Yes,
1: And he's like looking at the camera, like right <laughs> yeah. at the camera, and like his pockets are all fucking full. Like he, oh, yeah. his pockets are like a hamster's, like you know, like jowls when they, <laughs> yep. sh- sh- you know shove their food in there he gave no fucks nope. he pilfered and ran
0: yep and when he finally put it in his pocket there was like a little bit of like a skip in his walk like oh he yeah was he's
1: fucking feel oh, it oh yeah he was imp- <laughs> he was impressed with himself like he was like <laughs> fuck yeah i just did it but um let's just at least at least he's gnawing on candy and not a crutch or a can opener
0: <laughs> yeah so
1: there's that yep you know give him the fucking dum-dum
0: yeah, we're making steps.
1: Because it was like, it's like the child's play candy. Mm-hmm. So we're talking Tootsie Rolls, Dum Dums, and like dots. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's better than a can opener or a crutch. Yeah. So back at the airport, they've been waiting for Anna's mom, Suzette, to arrive, and she finally does. And now they're all getting into the limo, and they're very excited about it. hmm Susanna says that it's her first time in one and Rebecca mm-hmm. says mine too and then she goes my brother-in-law's got a limo ah like she she's in it she's feeling it yeah she is have you ever been in a limo
0: um i don't think so
1: i've only been in it one time and it was you'll know who i'm talking about one of i wasn't really good friends with the girl but she was marrying our good friend mm. they're divorced now who, who but um i went to her bachelorette party which i wasn't i wasn't yeah i was okay with going but it's not like she and i were like besties or anything Mm. like that i remember i was like okay cool like because we met at like her sister's condo or whatever and then Mm -hmm. we were being taken to like a hotel and i was like all right cool i'm gonna be in a limo for the first fucking disgusting (laughs) it was disgusting and i was like i and i imagine probably not all limos are this disgusting so I know it doesn't speak to the masses, <laughs> but I got inside and I was like, ew. And, like, her sister brought, like, a bottle of champagne and it was like, they they told me that they have glasses in the limo. That she was, like, handing them out and I'm like, I'm not fucking drinking out of this. It was Ooh. disgusting. Oh, gross. I was like, yeah, no. This Budget limo service. Oh, it that was, was disgusting. Buy- like, it, like I, I took a sip for politeness factor, mm-hmm. but I was like, this has seen many mouths. <laughs> It was disgusting. <laughs> I'm good.
0: Wow. No, I I feel like I have a memory at some point when I was younger of writing in one, and I don't remember what it was for, so I probably dreamed it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, like, I never did the whole... I only went to one prom, and it's like we were not... We took my friend's fucking mom's minivan. We did not take a limo.
0: <laughs> we did the same thing. <laughs> we did the absolute same yep. thing.
1: Okay, so... Uh, now we see Michelle making the type of punch I would have expected mm. at their vow removal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> she's making cherry vanilla punch, so it's mm. like cherry, probably like cherry Kool Aid. Yeah, and she's like spooning, um, vanilla ice cream into it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the one at the removal, though, it was just white, like it wasn't a close up, but from far, it was just like pure very just white Mm -hmm. not at all like see-through you know or anything like that and let me tell you i am well versed in party punch okay (laughs) i know my way around a fucking punch i know my way around a fucking float you know Mm -hmm. like i i know it and even when the base liquid doesn't have color like say you use sprite right Mm -hmm. usually the float portion is at least like a sherbet or something Mm -hmm. So, when it melts, you still see some sort of color. Mm-hmm. There's not like such opaque white, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: I made the joke that it was just milk.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was like skim milk. Yeah, I was like, it's like, <laughs> but, it's, but it has a ladle, so it's festive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I swear to you guys, what I saw was white. So, <laughs> it confused me.
0: And you know it wasn't, like, horchata well, or that's, anything. Like- that's why I <laughs>
1: joked that it was horchata, because I'm like, what the fuck else makes sense in a punch bowl that is, like, pure white? And, like, even and like, the punches, even when they melt, they still have, like, a foamy... They're still, yeah. like, a... It didn't look like that from far away. <laughs> it just looked, like, pure white. Um, Yeah, so that's why I joked that it was horchata. But then again... They would, find, like no, they would have to find They would They would have to find an alternate name for it though, because they would never utter whore. You know Ooh, what I that's mean? That's true. In any yeah. form. Um maybe possibly if it was like an unwed mother's uh <laughs> baby shower, possibly. But um so then it would be like whore chata.
0: <laughs> stupid But
1: I mean fuck, they won't even call it deviled uh, eggs deviled eggs, for yeah. God's sake. They call them yellow pocket angel eggs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, oh, here's another one. They don't call potlucks potlucks. They call them pot faiths because they don't believe in luck. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that.
0: So I had no idea. So,
1: horchata, fucking out of the question, yeah, unless definitely. she's unwed and it's horchata. <laughs> um, so, that makes me think, though, do you think on St. Patrick's Day that it's, like, faith of the Irish?
0: If they <laughs> like, don't they agree? just replace every yeah, time. Yeah, faith. Yeah. Oh, that... Pod faith thing is so funny <laughs>
1: pot faith um so yeah just a little thing i i still wonder what the fuck they had at the removal it did not look like your standard punch i yeah. fucking know a punch skim milk yep you know it was actually more opaque than that i think it may have been whole which is more disgusting <laughs> or maybe they bought skin and added some like milk powder
0: oh okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah fortified yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. yeah
1: so Canon has to fix the cake, but because they spelled Mackenzie wrong. Yep. They did an I instead of a Y. So Michelle actually fixed. She fixes it pretty well.
0: Surprisingly, yeah. It I sounded like us. even the cameraman was a little like. He did. He oh. made a comment.
1: He he. I He's think he clever. said like yeah. He said clever. Mm-hmm. He was like that's very clever, because she just kind of like picks up some of the icing. And like moves it, but it really does look like a Y. So she does a good job. She takes
0: like the dot from the eye off, and then the same colors they used to write were kind of like zigzag drizzled loosely around the edge. So I know, I thought she, I thought I saw her picking something. Oh, is that that. what
1: she did? Okay. Yeah,
0: like picked a piece of that because it was in like the shape of a stick to kind of turn it. To make the swoopy part of the Y, I guess
1: I gave her extra credit. I thought she did all of that off of the dot of the eye, and I was like, "Damn, she performed like fucking
0: (laughs) like surgery." Yeah, I
1: was like, "Holy shit!" Well, that makes sense. (laughs) I gave go figure, Michelle getting too much credit happens a lot. People give her credit for a lot of things. Okay, so the pest limo service arrives with all the Keller women and Anna says that she's just so surprised by all of this and just like how much it is and all the stuff that's going on because she says Mrs. Duggar is the busiest lady she knows and she didn't want her to go through so much trouble. Which, um, definitely glossing over the fact that everything in Michelle's life, um, she has the girls to kind of pick up the slack and pieces.
0: Mm-hmm. And decorate the house. And <laughs> yeah.
1: make the lunch prior so that like you know what I mean? Right. Like there's all sorts of things. Yeah. So kind of like I was just saying, like her getting too much credit. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> I just gave her too much credit mm-hmm. with the cake. Here we go again. She's not the fucking superhero woman that people, not even just Anna, but just like people in general make her out to be. Like
0: well, I think TLC even pushes some of that too in the way they film and like the questions they ask. Like I definitely feel like that's part of the narrative of like yeah. oh look how hard these parents are working with all these kids. Yep. Yeah.
1: Not quite. No. She can fucking turn a squiggle into a Y <laughs> but that's about it. And she's really good at giving birth as Dr. Star said. she just made she's just, made, she does, she's just yeah. made for it. She's really good she's really good at it.
0: She says I'm here to do one thing birth kids and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> there is, when other people start arriving and they show the guests showing up, it was a little bit of an era because there was like a Nissan Altima that was very much of the era. And then it was a Mitsubishi Eclipse. Do you remember the Mitsubishi Eclipses? Oh, yeah, that, whenever, like cool that was like cars. the cool
1: cars. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I remember like when one kid in high school, high school had it, we were all like, oh Dang. shit. Like You <laughs> yeah. were like, they coo.
0: Yeah, so that was that brought back a whole wave of memories of when that was the cool car.
1: Yep. So the candy eating fest, um, according to little Justin, is now well underway. Mm-hmm. And the first game they play is the candy bar and the diaper game.
0: mm mm-hmm. Now, were you aware of this game before?
1: I, well, I was just about to say. Okay. The very first time I ever saw this game was in an episode of Gilmore Girls. When um, Sherry has a baby shower, which is, like, Rory's dad's, like, having another baby. Mm-hmm. And um, she kind of, like, forces Lorelai to stay, like, mm-hmm. at it. And that was the first time I ever saw that. And I remember, like, okay. back then being like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's, that's a- so mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. I... So had you ever seen it before?
0: I'm an autumn.
1: I am an autumn.
0: <laughs> um, No, I have not.
1: Okay, so this is new for you. I
0: thought it was clever.
1: Yes. So, it was... C- i will say pretty pretty up and coming at the time of this for fundy because fundies are usually like 20 years behind so if they were doing this in 2009 they were like pretty trendy you know
0: (laughs) yeah they're ahead of the the baby shower curve
1: they're a good 12 years behind minimum in all things so they
0: should be up on baby shower they have canon has them enough
1: (laughs) yeah so jessa has strong feelings about this game she says this is disgusting Mm -hmm. it's the nastiest baby shower game i've ever seen it's like this she takes issue with her entire fucking life is disgusting like her 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 family disgusting like her i mean her parents not not necessarily your your brother your older brother disgusting your parents you know this whole thing this whole thing disgusting but she, you know, she draws the line at the melted candy bars. Yeah. That's, that's
0: the line too far. Yeah. That's
1: that's mm-hmm. that's the hill. You know? yeah. <laughs> <I> just,
0: <laughs> well it right. brought up it brought up an interesting association thing in our heads. I think there was a, a talk I was listening to that was about kind of like prejudging people and, and you know your preconceived notions of certain things and it was like look at toilet paper toilet paper in the package at the store some he was like some i think it was his mom or somebody in his immediate family wouldn't put that in the same section where the food was and he was like but you're not eating off of that package and it's clean toilet paper wrapped in plastic at the store like that inherently isn't made out of things from the bathroom, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's not covered
1: in shit right now. <laughs> exactly,
0: yeah. yeah. But it's still just this association kind of thing. I
1: mean, so. and I just realized that that's where like people fall into two camps. I'm not at all grossed out by that candy bar game, like mm-hmm. at all, like not even the fucking slightest. Yeah, it's fucking melted chocolate, like R-
2: right, yeah, in
1: a clean diaper, like like for me, it's hard to understand why that's just like so grotesque, like right. But I—that's where I just think you're divided into two camps. Like, mm-hmm. but like, some just, just like, what the fuck ever? It's fucking—it's yeah. a fucking baby Ruth. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So that's kind of it as far as the baby shower goes. Unless you have anything else to add. Um, Boob shows yeah. back up at the end,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you know, very typical of him. He's like, "Hey, I heard there—I heard you have some cake." Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, just a small slice. Uh, I'm on a diet." you know just very him every time yeah it's every just every time he's gonna go chug them out and do and eat a Reese's
0: that you know there's a Snickers ice cream bar coming out of that freezer
1: oh yeah I wonder where he went with the kids they probably went for ice cream do and cream <laughs>
0: for doing the do as one does
1: yeah as you do <laughs> why do we, f- we make ourselves laugh so much <laughs> as you do <laughs> merp So, now it's October 8th of 2009, 10 days before Anna's due date, and just to point out, a mere five days before this episode airs. Hmm. So, kind of puts it into perspective, because TLC does weird shit, Yeah, where they already had that, like, last week's regular episode probably on deck, ready to go, Mm -hmm. and then they probably had, like, pre... Put together like this timeline leading yeah. up, and they're just kind of waiting for like a birth, mm. and then it's like she has a baby, and they're like, "We'll add in this scene," and, and there you go. It. It's that's it's why the there's can. that's why there's two episodes on the same night mm-hmm. to like be really up and with it timeline wise. That makes sense, and you'll see it is so far down the road. But when we get into Counting on with all of the kids being older, they do the weirdest fu- TLC's fucking weird because they they do feel this need to like hit strike while they're hot so then you end up seeing like a lot of their weddings like twice because they they show like the wedding like previously and then they'll show like the entire season leading up to it like afterwards and then like show it again it's fucking weird tlc is like i don't understand so I, i the type of thing you know the same way i think about the crock pot for 23 years we're not gonna hit counting on for how fucking long we're on episode we're on season three (laughs) <laughs> I don't need to be thinking about canting on right now, but I literally have had that thought. I'm like, how am I going to do that in the future when I feel like they covered the same shit twice? And What am I going to do? Am I going to combine them together? Like, I literally think, and then I'm like, oh, fucking calm down. It's, but it's the crockpot, you know, but future <laughs> instead of past.
0: Future crockpot.
1: I'm thinking about 20 years in the future podcasting. I'm versus- not
0: thinking about the crockpot today. I'm thinking about the crockpot five years from now.
1: Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so five days before this episode airs It's when this is all happening. So Anna's water broke, and we see Pest timing her contractions.
0: I think we both probably thought of the same thing.
1: If you're a fan of the nanny, (laughs) you'll understand this reference. Timing her subtractions.
0: Timing her subtractions. Can I give a little... Can we talk about that seed real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, real quick reference. So on the nanny, um, Gracie... The youngest one has a, a friend come over for a play date, and it's a it's a boy that lives around there. So the whole idea is that they're going to take the kids to the Lion King to go watch the Lion King movie when they wake up from a nap. Well, they they napped too long. They
1: slept through it.
0: They slept through it and missed the movie. And I think they're talking to I think Fran the nanny and the butler are talking about a soap opera, right? Yes. And it's talking about how, like, oh, well, those two slept together, and now she's late, and there it's... No,
1: no, it's that, it's that, yeah, yeah, and then she's late, no, it's that they slept together, and then she's late for the party. Mm-hmm. So then Fran goes, P.S., she's pregnant, because it's kind of like the show's <laughs> way of being, like, if she's late to the party, that's a nod to, like, she's going to end up right. being pregnant. Yeah. So she's like, so they slept together, P.S., she's pregnant.
0: yeah. So Gracie and this little boy believe that she's pregnant because they slept together, and I'm putting air quotes up, and then they now they were late.
1: Late for the Lion King. So then Gracie's all, P.S. I'm, she's like, we were late for the, for the Lion King. P.S. I'm pregnant. And he goes, I'm going to have to get a job. <laughs> So then this whole so then they they genuinely think that she's pregnant, and like there's a point where like, um Gracie's on the couch and she's like, "Oh, I'm so nauseous." And then, then she's like, "Are we really doing the right thing bringing a baby into this world?" And Fran walks by, and she's like, "Whoa, can those kids play house?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then later on, when um, she's like, he's like timing her subtractions. And he's like, I'm, and she's like, what are you doing? Like, Fran's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm timing her subtractions. And he's like, oh no, oh no. And he's like, I don't know what to do. I don't have it. And then she's just like, you're, you're not really pregnant, but um, (laughs) it's just the whole thing of like, whoa, can those kids play out? Are we really doing the right thing? (laughs) Bringing a baby into this
0: world? (laughs) And timing subtractions. He was literally looking at his watch and then asking her a subtraction problem. Yeah. So he was like, 11 <laughs> minus 2. And she goes, 9. And he looks, and then he asks her another one. So that was him timing her, timing subtractions.
1: her subtractions. So oh, this whole man. thing was to say that Pest is timing Anna's subtractions. <laughs> oh. And in a talking head, they ask Anna, what's the most painful thing you've ever experienced? <sighs>
2: Ew, man. Fucking
1: mouthful there, right? They asked him. Mouthful there, very loaded oh, question, man. oh heesh, um, she says, I'm not sure what the most painful thing I've ever experienced i've had I haven't had really any major stitches, broken arms, broken bones, so I don't know, I haven't had a lot of pain. I've had chicken pox, <laughs> sadly, homegirl has a lot of pain ahead in her life, and Ugh. we don't mean all the childbirths no. So it's like no, you're you're gonna become well versed in pain. Yeah, just that
0: felt unfortunate.
1: Of of a different kind, but yeah. very painful. So the rest of the Duggar clan was in Big Sandy for the conference when, uh, the annual ATI conference. When Anna went into labor, so Cannon and Jill fly out from Texas to try to make it in time for the birth, and the mm. family's gonna follow like the next day. Back at the pest nest, Anna is 10 hours into labor, and this is, you know, so we already did Pest Gone Pest, right? Mm-hmm. So this is where I officially wrote Pest Gone Pest, um, because he, with his fucking dickhead comments, um, he says, Anna actually has a really low pain tolerance normally, so I was like, oh no, but I was confident in her and said, you're going to be just fine. Okay, a couple things. So, number one, like, you know, because he's there to tell her she's just fine. Like, it's going to, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. But I find it fucking rich coming from the man who wouldn't shut the fuck up about having to wake up at 8 a.m. for a doctor's appointment. Now saying that, like, she has, like, a pretty low pain tolerance. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, okay, maybe true that Anna might have a lower pain tolerance. I don't fucking know. Sure, maybe she does. I don't fucking Mm. know. But I don't give a fuck either way. I think it's a dick move to bring that up while your wife is in labor with your child. Yeah. Personally, I just feel like it's uncalled for. Unnecessary in the moment. Yeah. Like, I think know, knowing
0: like what a- she's about to go through. And by the way, they talk about how Dr. Sarver is out of town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they felt like they didn't know if they really wanted another doctor to do it. Yeah. So they called, they decided to have a home birth
1: yeah, they with totally their doula showing
0: up. Yeah. yeah. So as much as it was supposed to be with Dr. Sarver, um, it is now happening just in their house. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So I guess showers were making Anna feel like a little bit of relief or something. Mm-hmm. So they're going back and forth between the room and the bathroom. And at one point she's laying in the bathtub with a towel and um she starts to feel so you know he talks about her having like a low pain tolerance and i'm not necessarily saying that yelling and low and pain absolutely go hand in hand but she's silent
0: yeah she's, she's really like
1: she's silent through the mm-hmm. entire thing and i'm like oh man and like i actually think i have a higher ish pain tolerance but um god i wouldn't be silent <laughs> like i'm not i don't even know that i'd necessarily be screaming but she like like she's silent to the point where i'm like are you breathing she, like yeah yeah like yeah. i'm like you sh-, i don't know but i also did kind of laugh because you hear Pest tell her like deep breaths and i'm like is that allowed
0: <laughs> or is
1: that like satanism at it well they know? already
0: dipped their toes in yeah. yoga so, yeah,
1: so she's just like gotten triple whammy here, you man. know. Like,
0: Satan's child over yeah, here, not
1: good. This is like Rosemary's fucking like baby. This is Rosemary's baby. This is fucking yeah. Rosemary's baby, basically. Uh, this whole episode, we've seen, you know, Satan indoctrinate her three times. So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. basically, Satan had his way with her after she ate like the fucking chocolate mousse, <laughs> the chocolate mouse, as ch- she would say, you know. <laughs>
0: oh, man.
1: I love Rosemary's Baby. I watch it every year. Once a year. Have to watch it. Good movie. Watch it. 60s. It's the best. It was, you know, very... Avant- like, it was very out there for the time.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Like,
1: you can look at it now and people could be like, that's fucking corny. I'm like, for the time, that mm-hmm. was, like, wild.
0: Yeah. And that was what I took when... I had never seen it before, Whitney. And then we watched it together. And it was that same thing where through a modern lens... It can be looked at as where, like, the moments that were really shocking, like, aren't really shocking.
1: When she's being fucked by the devil.
0: <laughs> but it is that idea that when that movie came out, like, these are things that just weren't really done this way. You know what I mean?
1: All them witches. Or but when she's like, this is real. This isn't. Uh, this is really happening. And it was like, you know, like the whole. It's very out there. Good movie. Okay, so now they're 11 hours into labor and Jill and Cannon arrive just in the nick of time Mm -hmm. because just 30 minutes later, it's full-blown go time Mm -hmm. and little Mackenzie Renee is born at 6.39 p.m. weighing in at 8 pounds. Mm -hmm. So substantial size, especially for your first birth. Um, A part that really struck me was watching cameraman Scott Soundman Jim and producer Sean all holding Mackenzie shortly after she's born. Mhm. And it just made me think about how you know that the crew developed bonds with the family. Yeah. I we see it, mm-hmm. especially, you know, with like the little kids. I think it would be hard not to when you spend that much time with them, and again, especially with the little kids. Yeah. But it just kind of made me think about like them, like the crew. And how they might have felt with everything with Josh coming out, mm-hmm. and then later on, like the details about Lego being such a manipulative piece of shit, you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, I just kind of wonder how it affected some of them.
0: well, that's to kind of suck because they spent time with all these people, and I guarantee you those weren't those weren't the parts of that that they were getting, yeah you know so it's like i f- i feel like their reaction is it's
1: not like they're abusing their kids like in front of them it's right. not like you knew what they were necessarily doing
0: hiding or, yeah, yeah
1: yeah like you don't you just were like i think it's i think almost they could take them at the same face value that tlc was selling where mm-hmm. it's like they're just a normal family and they got to yeah. see them even more as like we just saw this family that's doing this shit together and right. going here and going there and yeah mm-hmm. they're kind of like whatever but it's just it's just a family
0: yeah like obviously
1: soundman jim thought okay i'll bring my daughters here type thing right yeah. yeah yeah
0: and it's probably like when somebody commits a crime and they the news will interview their neighbors and they're like well he was always nice used to put his trash bins out on sunday you know what i mean like we just didn't he know picked there up was our all these-
1: mail for us like yeah, <laughs> yeah that type yeah. of thing I don't know. So it was just like a moment for me that for the very first time that I was like, I wonder how they felt like. Yeah. And this is obviously not on the same level as victims, but just the whole idea of how things like this, the effects are, they ripple out, the you widespread, know, yeah. it's like it makes people go like, holy shit, I spent all my time with this and this is what was happening or this mm. is what's going on or this is what I didn't know about you. Yeah. So I feel for the crew and I, I'm just curious. I would love to hear their take. So, hey, if anyone listening. Mm-hmm. reach out but they're not listening but yeah it's just interesting i just wonder how they feel after all of this like it's yeah. got to be somewhat of like a kind of a mind fuck and sad oh, yeah. and you mm-hmm. know you just think of the moments where you held this newborn baby or you bought diapers for the baby in the ice storm mm-hmm. or you know yeah. brought my kids to your home mm-hmm. things like that
0: i always think about that because whitney and i love the foo fighters and when we went to go see them in Seattle, their big thing was we've been a band for 20 years or whatever it is. And they were like, we have the exact same crew we have when we started. They're like, it's bigger now. But they were like, our, our crew has been pretty much the same for our entire career. So in my head, I was like, think about that. Like, If they've been together for that long, they've seen all of their people grow up and get married and have kids and kind of go through these life things that it's like you did those all things together
1: yeah and i feel like it's hard to watch people enter phases of their life and not feel some sort of connection you know what i mean yeah not saying you have to be like your absolutely family or your besties but i just feel like watching people step through certain milestones or grow up or like whatever like there's just like Mm -hmm. this like you know there's 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 this little connection yeah. yeah you know so At I feel the like end of the day, be... we're
0: social animals. Yeah. And that's what that's what you like to see. I kept thinking about that because when they talked about doing a home birth, there was a point in it where I was thinking about, oh man, that sucks that they're not doing this with all the modern conveniences that people like. But then in my head, I was still thinking, This is how it's been done for however long. Forever. Yeah. There wasn't medical options and hospital care and NICU units and people were just giving birth out in the world. You know what I mean? And I think it just connects back to the fact that, you know, the term it takes a village to raise a child was because that's what we had to do. We had our little groups of human beings and people would give birth and we would watch them go through all these milestones and then we would support each other. And that was, that was what we did in order to protect each other and make sure that we, moved on you know what i mean yeah so when they were having this home birth i just thought about like
1: their kind of village was there even in the form of (laughs) cameramen and like yeah yeah yeah, like Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting i don't know so that was just like a pivotal moment for me where i was just like oh yeah i'm really thinking about the crew and all of this Mm -hmm. because think of the amount of time we see them we see them a decent amount on screen or referred Mm -hmm. to or talk to even if you just hear their name um, a decent amount of time, and that's not even a fraction of the ma- actual time they're spending with that they
0: these people. They spent there, yeah.
1: So, mm-hmm. just a fascinating thought. Yep. Um, so, two days later, the rest of the Duggar litter make it back to Arkansas from the ATI conference to come meet Mackenzie. So, poor girl only got two days of peace before <laughs> reality set in for the fucking <laughs> chaos that lies ahead.
0: Oh.
1: And that's kind of it. Yeah. You got anything?
0: No, it was it I felt like it was a it was a good special. Um I'm glad they gave Pajama a little bit of limelight. You know, she's getting out outshone over here by her by her mother in law. The so.
1: irony that they put so much more into the graphics for the other one and it was such a fucking like <laughs> lackluster special. And then uh, this one they like barely put anything to the graphics wise, and there was a lot more content, I felt. Yeah. So
0: yeah famy didn't fame in this episode no, she, she was, was in at, it
1: she was at the baby shower mm-hmm. but she you know she behaved herself
0: yeah so it was the colors a lot of references to the time period were
1: good yeah i mean my childhood bedroom i mean adult dude <laughs> fucking adulthood i was like fucking 20 and still in that fucking bedroom but yeah. i was like ooh, lime green and pink man takes me back <laughs> Pepto Bismol bedroom.
2: <laughs>
1: How'd you feel living in a Pepto? It was like that till my mom moved a year ago. My mom sold the house like a year ago. Mm. Still Pepto Bismol pink.
0: It's crazy. She
1: sold it to the fucking um, the realtor, realtor. So it's not like it really fucking mattered. Like it wasn't like this big like
0: yeah. But the um, realtor knew what they were getting. Yeah.
1: yeah. But I was like, I was in there like vacuuming, and I'm like, yeah, and it's still like just <laughs> shining pink. Like every yep. like it glowed from under the door into mm-hmm. the hallway. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, the glow of when my we lived in that room. house,
0: I worked an overnight job, so I would be getting home at like nine o'clock in order to go to bed um, so I remember we put blackout shades, so I have this very I feel like the color memories of that time period for me were being in a bright ass pink room but with a blacked out window,
1: yep <laughs> that's how it was till when I moved my mom out yeah. So Mildred
0: yeah. Mildred, um, if you heard a little bit of clicking or soin sound soins uh sound earlier, it was because Mildred was licking uh my microphone cord.
1: She has been having the zoomies. <laughs> and now she's settling in on Tim's knee.
0: Yeah, she's helping me finish this podcast yeah, out.
1: She's exhausted now, but she was <laughs> running around like a lunatic during most of this episode.
0: Yeah. All right, Mildred, you ready to take us home? Feel free to buy us a pickle or a coffee at BuyMeCoffee.com slash DiggingUpTheDug. Send us a message at duggers at gmail.com. Enjoy our episode visuals and other Mildred-related content on Instagram. There was at- a
1: lot of visuals last week.
0: There was, yeah. And uh, a lot of witchcraft you posted because Whitney posted the, ba- the baby all gone.
1: I'm baby all gone. <laughs>
0: um enjoy those on instagram at digging up the Duggers pod and of course we do have a p.o box p.o box 5973 glendale arizona 85312
1: all right guys so we since this was a special like said digless that is mm-hmm. just a across the board thing so mm-hmm. we'll be back next week with a dig